0: Hello, and welcome to the seventh one-on-one podcast, The Lucky Seventh. My name is Zorro Daddy, and today, I welcome ABD Kingster, Muncher, Fantasy Football League Champion, former TeddyCon King, talent show host, San Francisco 49ers fan, singing partner, husband, hottie, the unknown guardian of the galaxy, friend... And oh, so much more. A.B. Bear. Hello, A.B. Bear. How are you?
1: Hello, Zorro Daddy. Yeah, it's you- a pleasure to be here this evening.
0: <laughs> it only took about five bucks to get him to say that, too. Which reminds me, I need your PayPal info for that. Well, you
1: can pay me for that football game next week, too. So. Oh,
0: <laughs> yes. As you're all about to find out, see, uh, A.B. Bear over the, over here, he is a San Francisco 49ers fan, and I am a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and this is being recorded, uh, well, I guess, about a week and a half before the Super Bowl. So you can understand very clearly why we have put his wife in between us. This is a good thing. <laughs> Speaking of which... Making this episode a two-for-one special is Mommy, Muncher. Mommy, Sweetheart. Mommy, Wife. Mommy, Emotional Counselor. Did did I say mommy yet? I don't think so. Okay, just to make sure. (laughs) Mommy, Lap for the Poochies. Registrar Aficionado. Hottie, Friend. At least we were up until right now. And oh, so much more. Mrs. Bear. Hello, Mrs. Bear. How are you?
2: Hello, Zorro Daddy. Thank you for all the compliments. That's really
0: awesome. (laughs) This is half of the fun. I I usually try to do that to see if people will run away. And if they stick around, then I just go for broke after that.
1: (laughs) I'm not paying him for saying all that stuff. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) So you're the one that gets the five bucks. That's it. I see. So in Episode 7, The Farce Awakens... Or for those of you Trekkies out there, I guess we could call it generations, which actually does apply, believe it or not. Our intent is to solve all the problems within this world while making the largest banana split Sunday and figuring out the reason why chickens rock the universe. It's a chicken. It's a chicken. And we'll go into what that means. (laughs) So, in a one-on-one podcast we go through a checklist of topics that cover different subjects. We offer up some thoughts about each item, and if more conversation is fostered, that's great. If not, then the heck with you. We'll go- we'll move right on to the next checklist topic. Now, regardless of our statements, we're going to give our points of view about a topic without attacking each other, even if we don't see eye-to-eye on things, because in life, this is what happens. And I think too often... The way that we view people who don't see things the same as us, we tend to see those people in the worst possible light. And in my opinion, that's pretty friggin' wrong. Because everyone is entitled to an opinion, and it doesn't mean that when there is a difference of opinion, you need to choke that person like a chicken. It's a chicken! There we go, we're getting that (laughs) reference. Two big points to bring up, and then we're going to get started with episode seven. Number one. What you're going to hear in this podcast are our opinions only. And number two, we are not going to present our opinions as fact. Sometimes people present their opinions very passionately, and sometimes they come off as sounding like they believe that their opinions are the truth. That may not have been what their intentions were, but as we've learned a lot, it isn't always about intentions. It's about perception. So we are going to perceive to not do that thing. Our opinions are our opinions, and they're not fact. That being said, this is the last opportunity the two of you will have to get the heck out. All right, later. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the highway now. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Bear. Let's start with you. Checklist item number one is origins. With regards to our four letters, how did A.B. Bear get the A.B.?
1: Um, Boy, that's a long, long, long time ago.
0: In a galaxy far away. In a (laughs) galaxy far, far away. Are we doing Star Trek or Star Wars? Because I'm confused. I don't know. We'll Um, have to see if Scotty will beam us up. So I guess a
1: long time ago, I found this strange desire that I didn't understand. And this was long before the internet. Long before I had any idea what was going on in my life. And I guess it gets a little serious here. But at one point, uh, you know, I used to see that advertisement in the newspaper for those adult diapers, and I thought, huh, well, that's quite interesting, and why does that turn me on? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought there was something wrong. But as I got older, I started to explore it a little more, still not understanding it. And I guess I got to the point where I could buy those magazines, you know, the ones.
0: Oh, yeah. That you don't
1: have to buy anymore, because now... All your web pages just stick together, <laughs> um, <laughs> and there was an advertisement in the back of one of those for this group called DPF.
0: Oh my!
1: And there's those three letters that come up a lot in in conversation from us old timers, the boomers. Although I'm Generation X, keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> there's there's only one boomer in the room, and it might be the dog. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I ended up uh joining DPF and things just kind of progressed up until about nineteen ninety nine when my parents bought a computer. Oh. Well, let's just say the the search history was tarnished from that day forward. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I found uh I found Mama Swervin and Oh her my group god from Rochester, New York area. And I met a couple other friends. I just gradually started realizing that there was more people out there. Oh, wow. And and more and more people. And, you know, I've met quite a few along the way. But that was really my first event that I went to. I made some really good friends and, and some really good enemies, I guess, along the way. Hey, that's uh, <laughs> <really big>. Wow. <laughs> but uh, we all do have one thing in common, I guess. So nobody's yeah. really an enemy. <laughs> and we move up to modern day and things have just kind of progressed through time right uh i've had a couple mommies and i've been lucky blessed and you maybe we'll get a little more into how that happens sure as as we go through this yeah and i think that's my story kind of
0: that's the origin of it what would you say the first time you got an inkling you're like whoa how old were you were you just barely out of diapers and you wanted yeah, to go yeah, right yeah, back kinda. in?
1: I mean, I I guess I was uh, just hitting puberty. I was a bedwetter growing up. And in those days, you didn't get away without some kind of humiliation from, let's just say, your dad. At, oh, this, oh. at that time in my life, it made things pretty rough and, and kind of kicked my confidence, <laughs> which you would never guess at this point. Oh, um, shit. oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it, it put a little kick in my confidence when I was younger. I remember uh Dad had magazines, and I'd pull them magazines out and I'd realize what they did and and then, for one reason or another, I was probably about twelve years old and picked up a newspaper and saw this this advertisement and said that's why really is that it... why is that doing the same thing to me that that magazine did right <laughs> right I mean I was so answered your question, I was probably around twelve years old, oh wow, something like that
0: that is something else. it's like yeah, because... Those magazines, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we all found the favorite picture that we liked, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that boy, that is... Phew, God, we could do a whole podcast just on that. Why is it that this, that these four letters derives some reaction from? For some, whether it's se- sexual or not, you know? Yeah. Um, why is it that something like that can sort of be paralleled with, with uh, you know the fun of a dirty magazine? That sort of thing. Um, I guess, and
1: that's where it kind of progressed. Now now I'm more into the little side of it and the actual AB side, but I guess at that time it was more of a DL thing. Right. So I do personify all four of the letters, not just two on either side. I'm on both sides of that slash mark there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, we've heard from the little end of this relationship. Now let's hear from the mommy end of this relationship. Mrs. Bear, <laughs> your origin story with regards to these four letters, it's a little different. And it probably didn't happen to you at the age of 12. Maybe a few years after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that being said... Quite uh, a
2: few years.
0: Quite sir. a few years.
2: Truthfully for me, until I met A.B. Bear, I didn't even know anything about it at all. My upbringing. I think I really led a very, had a very sheltered life. I didn't know much about anything, really. So when I met him and he shared his story about it, it was all new to me. And so I've just kind of been learning as I go and and discovering different things and trying different things.
0: Sure. It's the she, beauty of an evolution. She, she dove yeah. in head first. She dove <laughs> in head first. <laughs> now, now, that's... That, Leads to another question. When you said, I didn't know much about it, I didn't know anything about it until I met him, the concept, not necessarily those four letters, but the concept of age play, dare I say infantilism, did you know that that sort of thing existed or was it altogether like, huh?
2: I did not. I really did not know anything about anything, really.
0: Okay, so when he first mentions it to you, not necessarily what was the initial reaction, Uh, that's probably not the question to ask. When you first visually saw this, I'm not talking about what the first, you know, changing of his diaper was. I'm talking about when you saw something visual. He's like, okay, here's what I've been talking about. Now here's what it is. Here is a, a onesie. Like when that came to be, I hope, I hope I'm asking that clearly enough. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, had- when it wasn't something it was talked about, he's like, okay, let me show you now. What was the reaction? Because at that point, it's not words. Now it's, it's you know. It was,
2: act, like, actual
0: Seeing it. Visuals I, think I, I think I can.
2: You can probably answer that. I can kind of help with that answer, yeah. I
1: guess. I think the first time was that I had stayed at your house one night. And I asked you if I could put a diaper on. And you said, yeah, go ahead. Um, honestly, I, I the, it's a kind of all a blur. <laughs> <laughs> because my head was spinning that night. I just, right. I don't know that I remember every detail of what happened, but I'm pretty sure we just snuggled that night. And...
2: Honestly, I couldn't have said that. I don't remember that specific. I, what I remember is when we went snow tubing with um, some of our friends who were also in the lifestyle, and we went to the place where we were staying and that was the first time that i changed your diaper
0: on a skiing trip
2: Yeah, <laughs> snow tubing snow <laughs> t- Oh, sorry
0: snow tubing <laughs> trip yeah how cool is that this is yeah. the first
2: and he had no idea that that's what i was that i was going to do that I, truthfully oh. i didn't know i was actually going to do that it just sort of happened and evolved and how cool he just is loved, he, I mean, he loved that. No. He, <laughs> no.
0: It was the worst experience ever. And that's what he loved. But it was
2: very, it made me feel really good. Yeah. You know, yep. I'm very caring by nature, but it just, it made me feel good to do something so special and personal and ours.
0: Yep. Intimate. You yeah. bet. There's a bond to that. It's one yeah. of many bonding moments that exist. Silly as it may sound, probably if you're dealing with, I'll get in trouble for saying this, if you're dealing with the real thing with a parent and their actual like biological child, those are bonding moments too. Mm -hmm. This is just the ABDL version of that. Yeah. Which in a great many ways is very much, it pulls from the exact same emotions that are, you know, that one would have had when they were in fact a parent or in fact a child. It's just now it's adult.
2: Yeah.
3: And
0: now it's within the realms of a relationship that is inclusive of this.
2: Yeah. And it's very, I think, because it's very intimate, because it's not something that you would do with just anyone, any person. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what makes it very different and very special and one on one for two people.
0: That's awesome, right there. It is important to note we have two pooches with us. And uh these are their dogs. it okay if I say your dog's names.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: This is so cool. The name of their dogs, their their lap dogs, it's Mario and Luigi. So every now and again you might hear a bark or two. It and if it isn't I have trouble not saying your name. All the hell with it. If it isn't Jeffy or I doing it, if it isn't Bear or I doing it, then it's probably one of the dogs. But you know, he and I'll bark sometimes <laughs> yeah. too. Just, just
1: keep your leg down. That's on right on the furniture. This time, I'm going to try,
0: you know, <laughs> to try to keep the legs down. I can see you got rid of the fire hydrant, so I'm in some serious trouble.
3: <laughs>
0: the second topic, actually, I guess, is a, a question um, you may well have already answered. There, I
1: think I may have.
0: Is it, how did you discover the ABDL community and the existence of ABDL? I, I think you sort of were mentioning in '99 there.
1: Yeah, that was uh that was my first
0: and well, and then um, you, you knew of DPF. I know. Right? Yes, yes, really? and I'm sure
1: some people remember baby play and wet one on uh, IRC. That was where I met Mama Swervin and that group. Oh wow! And where that all got started. So Th- I, I that had to be like definitely a part of wow. that as well. It was it was life changing. Yeah, really was. Um, I I dread saying it but some of the younger gener the younger generation, anybody born to the point where they had the internet before they were an adult, you got pretty lucky. Yeah. Because before that it was really hard. Even knowing that there was other people out there, it just wasn't like it is now. Now I've really come to dive into it. On that note, I said I had other mommies. After I had met that group I was married, and I did have another mommy, but we weren't active in the community. I mean, a little bit online, here and there, but we kind of just kept to ourselves and did our own thing. We we had a relationship. We had a life that was more private. Um, I don't know exactly what I want to say, but I knew the community was there at that point. But after uh, she passed away in 2012, I decided for whatever reason that I wasn't going to hide anything anymore, ever. I was going to be a part of that community. And that's where I'm at. And I'm doing my best to make sure that that happens.
0: So she had been gone for two years before you came to, because you came to Lama that first year, yes. I think. So she had been gone for two years already. Yes. Wow. May I ask what it was that she passed away from? A heart attack. Oh, Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, she was 53 years old. It was, what is my age now? (laughs) I know I shouldn't say that, but.
0: Oh, (laughs) Oh, oh, you mean she was robbing the cradle. Yeah. Okay. Oh my. Wow. Um, She
1: was 53. She was 53 Mm. years old and passed away from a heart attack. I don't wish anybody to go through that. That was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life.
0: I can imagine. Um,
1: It was unbelievable. (sighs) And I didn't just lose a wife. I lost a mommy. Yeah. It was very, very, uh, very traumatic for me. And the two years after she passed away, I had gotten in another relationship that was kind of like a Band-Aid relationship. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily the smartest thing I ever did, but I guess I needed to do that to get through the grief. But when that one ended, it made it very difficult as well. But that sent me skyrocketing into the community and into the llama group (laughs) and where I got to meet some of these people that really were another part of changing my life.
0: And that's why you need counseling now. Okay. Um, I actually had
1: counseling then and I still ended up there. Quite honestly, I,
0: I think sometimes the entire llama munch we should just go to the counselor instead.
1: We should bring counselors to the llama munch.
0: That would you know that would actually that would make it much easier instead of us driving there, you know. Well gosh, wow. How about that? That's almost a book right there.
1: <laughs> I've got st I've got quite a story.
0: You tell you, what, you got a whole saga, man. <laughs> That's for sure. So then, I suppose Mrs. Bow asking you that same question: How did you discover the ABDL community and the existence of ABDL? I assume the answer would be when you met him.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Now I assume you knew that BDSM existed, or perhaps not.
2: Um. I did, but I couldn't have said what it was or what was involved. or I really didn't know much about it at all.
0: I'm trying to do the years in my head. Fifty Shades of Grey, the first one. And half of the people that might have been listening to this just turned it off because I said Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) That came out, I want to say 2015. You guys met...
2: 2015. 2015.
0: December 2015. Oh, there
1: we go. However, you probably hadn't seen that movie at that
0: point. Because you were one of the smart ones. Yeah. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, no, I had not seen it. I saw them after I met him. We watched them together,
0: actually. Oh, I'll tell you, there's all <laughs> kinds of mixed emotions. Like, like the books and, of course, the movies are different. I have some folks, friends that they are... There are uh, some, some of them, they're butt whoppers, the BDSMers. And one day I went out to eat with them, and they were like, you know, gosh, Nate, this is the most ridiculous thing in the world. It's, it's an abusive relationship. That's what this is, this, this 50 shades of gray thing. And the guy spoke very passionately about it. He's like, he's, he's like, I know you have your thing, but you, you, people just don't understand that this is not a good representation of anything at all. It's like, okay, hold on for a second. In the nineties, Jerry Springer, Montel Williams, Donahue, Hughes, Sally Jesse Raphael, not to mention a few sitcoms that made a joke out of it. All, and I will quote another podcaster's statement, recorded these episodes about ABDL one way and then edited them another way to make us look uh, like freaks. Broken. Yeah, broken. Yeah. So I said to this guy, I was like, I feel your pain. Trust me. I got about 20 years on you yeah. and it sucks. It really sucks. While watching Fifty Shades, I was like, storyline, it was great. As far as the, the dark and dirty and all, the what the four letters are to it, I don't know if it was a good representation or not. But from somebody that writes stories, following the, the arc of it, following the storyline, I'm like, it's great. And how the first one ended with them at the elevator door. She's like, Christian is on a boom, credits. I was like, that's great. It's a great way to end a movie because yeah. there will be a second. Well, uh, movies two and three were as they were. But that, gosh, I forget how many people have come across now that kind of get that inkling. Well, this is how they discovered it. It opened the eyes Mm. of a lot of people. Yeah. But I will
1: say that Mommy here was vanilla with vanilla sauce.
0: (laughs) With vanilla sauce? On a vanilla
1: plate. (laughs) (laughs) With some vanilla whipped cream. Wow. And a (laughs) vanilla cherry on top of the vanilla.
0: (laughs) So, So what that tells me is, Jeffy, you had like a very daunting challenge and we're going to get to that here down the road because that is a huge huge thing you got somebody who is vanilla and somebody who's like rainbow sprinkles with chocolate and all sorts of things
1: (laughs) and a banana and a banana we won't say where that was No, no
0: so long as the banana didn't split we should be all right but here we go checklist topic number three dun 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 what is something most people don't know about you Oh, Jeopardy theme music playing. It's a tough one. It's I, it's I was only able to answer tough it one. a couple times. I'm a very
1: open person.
0: Yes. Um, I
2: think, yeah, for me, there's probably a lot of things people don't know about me, but...
0: Well, here's something
1: that people don't know about both of us. We mm. both sing in our church. <laughs> yeah?
0: <laughs> yep. Do yep. Um. you do like melody and harmony? You ever do like... I don't even know them. <laughs> um, okay.
1: Well, we, I, I play guitar, and I've, I've written a couple of Christian songs and nice. that we've shared with our church. We sang our wedding vows <laughs> in oh, that's church. That's
2: true. We sang our wedding vows.
1: Uh, we were also part of our praise team at church. church. I was recently baptized within the past year.
0: Was he really baptized? Yeah. Oh, they're so cute at that age, aren't they? <laughs> My diaper
1: was so... <laughs> I
0: bet it was. It was supposed to dunk your head, not your butt, well, for crying out that It
1: all went. <laughs> it was
0: a baptism
1: pool. You just swam a lap. But I guess that's something that I, I, I don't think a lot of people know, is that we are part of the church community as well. Surely, um, surely. One wow. thing
2: about me, maybe some people don't know, is that my dad was retired from the Air Force. So I'm an Air Force brat and I traveled all over. I've been, I lived in California and Oklahoma and Mississippi and Maine, Massachusetts, <laughs> Ohio, <laughs> um, Delaware, England.
1: Her father At was actually, her her father, for all you X-Men fans out there, not to bring in the copyrights, uh, <laughs> <laughs> her, her father was actually part of the team that built the SR-71 Lockheed, or yeah. the Blackbird, which yeah. is the X-Men's airplane. Oh, no kidding. And, and one of the coolest and the fastest airplane ever created. Her father was a part of that team.
0: Oh my goodness. It's kind of a cool thing. That is, cool. Yeah. Yeah. that is very cool. That is very cool.
2: That's just awesome right there. I've stood on the edge of the Grand Canyon and just recently on the news, I saw that the um, giant sequoia trees, the one, I don't know if it fell or there was something, it was destroyed or something, but it was where the opening is that they used to advertise they'd drive a car through it. I actually stood in that out in California.
0: (laughs) That's really cool.
2: Yeah. So most people
0: probably don't know that about me. My gosh. Things about
1: me that people don't know is I really don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are the things people don't know about you? Well, I don't know them either. Yeah. (laughs) That's how unknown they are. (laughs) Okay, you know? No, you don't know because nobody knows.
1: (laughs) And if there's something about me you don't know, you'll probably know by the time we're done here. You know? <laughs> that's true. Or you can yeah, just no. ask
2: him, because he tells everything.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I, yep, no, there's that too. Um, I am a 49ers fan, and not a Queefs fan. I mean, Chiefs fan.
0: Oh, I you see where he was there? just wanted to point that out. He's a 49ers fan. It means... Not that that's going to come up a lot. I mean, everybody <laughs> out there understand, this shows clearly that no one can be perfect in this world. All right? Especially if you're going to be a 49ers fan. I mean...
1: No. Whew, well, I mean, it's... A lot closer to being perfect than to be Kansas City. Is that like? Is that even in Kansas?
0: <laughs> no, no, it isn't. I actually. didn't think so. <laughs> it's Kansas City. Where is it? It's in Missouri, of course. I
1: I will be honest, and we'll take a second here, and I will say <laughs> that I have the utmost respect for Zorro's football team. They <laughs> they have a slight chance of winning next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm not counting the chickens. It's oh. a chicken before they hatch. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to be a great game. We're going to have a great time with that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be fun. And I believe we may be watching it together. <laughs> we
0: we just might be. We just might be watching it together. There's a strong possibility. Uh, we'll see how long we both can stay in the same and, room. And if you know.
1: my team wins, I'm going to see if I can't get him to wear my 49ers diapers.
0: Oh, shoot. <laughs> you know, we ought to come up with some sort of a bet. We could even put it. I don't. I couldn't even think of what, but we should put it on this podcast.
1: Well, I mean, Chiefs ones have probably already got crap in them. <laughs> oh my no.
0: God. All right, down yeah. boys. But, <laughs> no, but what I'll do is I'll actually, I'll actually, I'll make a Chiefs diaper by
1: hand. I can make a Chiefs diaper too, and I won't even use my hands.
0: Oh, for a no, I'll just out eat that.
1: Taco Bell. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's move
0: on. Yeah! 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 <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> checklist topic number four. What was the 1st ABD ABDL-ish event that you went to? Was it, it, it wasn't Llama?
1: Nope. It was uh, one of Mama Swervin's parties. One of Mama
0: Swervin's parties. Uh, uh, we
1: took the road trip uh, and I, I, I feel terrible, but I can't remember. There was an older gentleman that I rode up with. He gave me the a ride and we car pulled up and yeah, yeah, it was an experience. I, I was so nervous, didn't make a whole lot of connections, but yeah, I met a few people. It's kind of that first event jitters
0: yeah, going right. on.
1: Uh, one thing I did do while I was up there is uh, the gentleman that, that I went up with, he decided that we needed to run out to the store for something ah. and I was dressed in short and onesie and diaper and,
3: <laughs> and,
1: uh we went out to the store and boy let me tell you that was an experience all in itself got the heart <laughs> pounding a little bit there
0: how how many people were at the party
1: it was it a- I, w- I would say 20 to 30 there was <laughs> wow. a pretty nice group by around 20 it was it was a nice group so these were house parties it wasn't even a house party it was actually they had a uh, they had rented some kind of a hall that was at a park like really private. I mean, I remember going out back and, and swinging on the swing set. Oh, um, wow. I ended up leaving there with some kitchen utensils because that's something else that people don't know about me. I have quite a bit of cooking experience, and I ended nice. up cooking while I was up there, which was, uh I got to spend some time in front of the grill while I was there, which made things a little more comfortable for myself. I helped out in the kitchen a little bit, and because that's what I've done for around thirty years of my life now. <laughs> hey, that's the way to be. So,
0: huh? So, Mama Swervin was the
1: yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And there was quite a few other people around at that time. Yeah. That, that I tell you what, I wish I could remember half of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mama Swervin. That's not the first time that I've heard it. No. So When you first said it earlier, I was like, oh, holy cow. You know, I heard people speak something wonderful of these parties. And then also there was a ski lodge up in New England, somewhere in Vermont, I think. I never made it to that.
1: um, But I think I've heard of that, too. Yeah. So that That was was cool. Yeah.
0: That'd be kind of fun to do. Yeah. So we got <laughs> So let's hear Mrs. Bear's yes first experience. What What would your first one have been? I assume that was a llama
2: munch. Llama munch. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Boy, we really didn't give her a chance, did we? i you. no. Know.
2: <laughs> and I nope. sat right across from you, Zoro,
0: And she didn't run. Yep. <laughs> we stacked the deck there a little. That's bit. That's right. You know. <laughs> and I
2: remember when we left, I said. To bear that, you know, I really like Zoro. He is really a sweet, nice person, and I really appreciated how you treated me there. So that made it much easier. I for believe me. uh
1: Penji was also in that.
0: Ah, Penji the, was there. End of that was table, there. and Baby yeah, uh, uh, jay Baby J Baby yep. jay. He was, he there. was there. That would have been uh, PA Daddy, I'm sure it was there. PA Daddy was there. PA Daddy was there. And Bumble Bitney. Yeah. What? What? It goes back. Yeah.
1: And you know yeah, what? I think was, uh,
2: there was it was a large group. I just remember there was a av- lot of people there. Yeah, well,
1: it was actually not one of the bigger ones, though. There was. I know,
2: but it seemed yeah. large
0: to me. That was yeah. probably good that it wasn't one of the yeah, bigger yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It was, and then,
1: and a few months later, I ended up actual event event. Uh, that was a munch. We went to was it uh, the spring spring, sp- yeah. spring fling at TeddyCon.
0: The um, Spring Fling.
1: Yeah, I remember we uh it it was a like a smaller group that got together in the spring.
0: At, at that hotel. It's
1: the Spring Fling at, at said hotel. Oh wow. <laughs> that geez. would have
2: been in two thousand sixteen. It was right after
0: So yeah, that would have been between well, the second and no, third between one. the first and... No, it was the between the second and the third, yes. Oh, the
1: second yes. and the third. Wow.
0: Yep. We had a spring... Boy, where's my brain? <laughs>
1: well, we had the winter one, the Christmas one. There, yeah, we too. did have the
0: Christmas one. I remember and that. that
1: was after we lost Bud.
0: Yeah. Um, Bud 75, may he rest in peace.
1: Rest in peace.
2: What was the year of the first one?
0: 2014 was the first one. 14, 15.
2: Okay, yeah, so it would have been the second and yes. third.
0: Yeah. The, the, numbers, the numbers always vary. Like, if you want to know how many years Capcom has been at it, you look at the year. Because their first one was 2011, so that's year one. So 2019 was their ninth one. 2020 will be their tenth. We at TeddyCon are three years back of that. So 14 was the first, 2015 was the second. So you take that number and subtract three. Multiply it times 12, and then you've got military time, which you know because your dad was Air Force. (laughs) But it changes too I
2: am completely lost. It
0: changes to if you were in England because then it's a time difference.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Wow.
0: <laughs> well, already. Is it daylight savings yet? It could be. Oh my god. At this rate, it could be. <laughs> I'm well, already totally Confused. Uh, ch- checklist topic number five. What is your proudest accomplishment in life?
2: No hesitation.
0: No hesitation, Nine children. No hesitation. What? I'm sorry.
2: No hesitation. I know exactly. My children.
0: Oh, no hesitation. Okay, your children is your greatest accomplishment. I thought you were saying having no hesitation. (laughs) Uh, I was like, wow. (laughs) It's a great accomplishment. I I, I knew it was going to be like kind of philosophical, but wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) There will be. There will be. There will be no waiting. There will be no waiting in line for ice cream anymore. I will <laughs> no encourage every. There is no hesitation. Okay? <laughs> I would tell you right now the things I will never you be should have seen when the
1: bank got robbed.
0: She was amazing. No <laughs> hesitation.
1: <laughs> I almost want to
0: make up T-shirts now. So everybody can just walk up and be like, what does that mean? Do you really want to know? <laughs> Your children, I believe, was the
1: answer. There you children, are. Your children. Very good. Should I tell you my proudest accomplishment? Heck like, yeah. My wife. Your wife? Yeah. And mommy. And mommy? Yes. And soulmate? That is my proudest accomplishment. Darn tootin'. Nah, not really. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh.
0: violent oh. the violence. I'll oh. tell you what. I'll tell you what.
1: That, that is my proudest accomplishment. My life has turned around, and I've become a whole new person.
0: What a touching moment. very touching. I'm going to clean
1: my nose off. I'll be right back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really sweet one right my there. My nose needs its diaper change. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's
0: looking oh like the goodness. Chiefs. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> killing me. Oh, yeah, i can tell gosh. you what. <laughs> 49ers fans not only full of shit but full of snot, <laughs> full of it. And they have to make Sunday
1: full of pride. Oh, okay, all right,
0: yeah, yeah. It, it, in their greatest, in their greatest dreams, right there. In their greatest
1: dreams.
0: <laughs> not, well, a, not in my greatest dreams. At
1: least we have dreams.
0: Oh. <laughs> I do want to tell you we can do this all night. Yeah, what, at the at the Llama Munches, I I won't mention his name, but we used to have a uh, a server who was like state of the art, fantastic. This guy was tailor made to put up with with you know the dingbats that we are, and he he knew how to roll with the punches, which is why we loved him. Heck, it's why I tipped him really hard. I tipped. <laughs> I gave. I threw so much money at this guy. <laughs> you know, he may as well have been wearing a G string and I give him one. I tipped him
1: too and it wasn't in money. Oh shoot. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that would be grapefruit.
0: Shout no, that, out to Grapefruit. That would be a shout out that the guy's name will his name is Grapefruit, and we can't really tell you why. Because even though this is an adult podcast, some things are Oh. Best left unsaid. And you have to come to Llama to understand, (laughs) really. But there will be points in time when this guy would crack a one-liner and then Bear would fire right back at him. Now, at a Llama Munch, I write down all the memorable quotes of the night. And I would get writer's cramp on those nights because I would just write down entire conversations between Bear and this server back and forth and back and forth as fast as I could. These were like some of the epic ramblings, some of which are probably even too dirty to go on this thing.
1: I believe uh, one of those was the record 50 quote night.
0: Yes. Yeah. Which also had, there was a night we had, it had an overtime 15 after I made the the top 50. Yes. People just kept going. So I kept writing it down. So we had an overtime 15. Mm -hmm. That probably was the record 15. That's for sure. God, I I really ought to count how many llama munches we've had. How many hours of our life we have devoted to this. (laughs) How many hours of our life we've devoted to to a lot of events like TeddyCon. Which kind of leads right into the next one. For as serious as I can be for any length of time, I don't know. One of the more amazing things in the time that I've been within the community is going to some of these events, not just munches. I've been to other people's munches. They weren't insane and you know crazy and everything like a llama munch, uh, but they were all unique in their own. Capcom, Capcom was a truly amazing, eye-opening experience. I went to the first seven, I think. Haven't been there for the past few, but really, really amazing. Because these people that you meet at these at, at these events, like Capcom, you only see them once a year. It's for one weekend a year. And it's like 48 hours because nowadays, like you go to these things and it starts on Thursday and you can stay until Monday morning if you wanted to. And and pretty much that's the length of TeddyCon too at this point. But back then, you signed in maybe on Thursday night if you were lucky, but ultimately the doors would open at 9 a.m. on Friday. And that's when you registered and you were gone. Gosh, I think we were out of there Sunday at noon. And it happened so fast. It's barely two days. And I think it's sort of why some of these events wanted to grow because it's the only time you get to see these people. And when you go to events like this, you never want it to end. You know, you really don't want to. And, well, you know, this is, my, this is my podcast. I guess I could say whatever the heck I want. I know there's a lot of things that come between conventions. And Capcom and TeddyCon are no different. I've always sort of had the belief that what's good for the one is good for the other. If it was a successful Capcom that year it's going to be a successful TeddyCon, and then vice versa. One builds off of the other, and um, well, (laughs) I guess not everybody gets along, but I will say that I am very happy that CapCon is around, just as I am very happy that TeddyCon is around, and I'm glad to see that both conventions have decided what it is they're going to be, and they've decided to build those events to the greatest extent, and they continue to move onward, they continue to move upward, and I'm happy that there is the West Coast Jungle Gym. Now, you know, the Pacific folks can get involved in it. And I just heard mention that there will be one in Orlando, hopefully, in 2021. Not this year, but next. And I'm sure there's more along the way. There's a lot of great events. And I wish Capcom well, as I wish TeddyCon well. It just seems that a lot of times you have to do that separately. And along the way, when you have situations like that, it can just simply suck the friggin' life out of you. It can suck the essence of anything enjoyable out of you. And that sounds pretty horrible. But there are a lot of realities to it. And that's why I was really, really blown away at this past TeddyCon. It kind of felt like the beginning of something. Even though we're six years into this thing, there ain't nothing new about it at this point. (laughs) But I sort of liken it to what it was like when I went to that first CapCon. And what it was like on the opening moments of that first TeddyCon. There was a level of rejuvenation to that event that I really hadn't seen in a couple of years. Once, and I'm sure the folks that run CapCon will agree with me on this, once you decide, okay, we're going to take over a hotel, what that becomes is a very daunting task that isn't just one weekend. A lot of folks get very excited, and trust me, we get excited too. But the event happens, and then we take like two weeks off. And, you know, before November begins we're already planning the next one and it's a lot of hours it's a lot of time and we don't ever ask for anything we don't say oh there's no boo hoo that anyone looks for but it does take a lot of time and some of the charm is lost when you devote that much time to it and i guess that's what really blew me out of out of the water about teddycon 2019 there was an atmosphere there that i had always hoped would be at teddycon There was a collection of people that I always hoped would be there, folks who blend. There was an assortment of so many things, just a range of topics. Some people who were early morning birds and others who were extreme late-nighters, which made it nice, as I'm walking around the hallways at 3.45 in the morning, to see somebody else. I had amazing conversations out in the courtyard, let's say, with one gentleman. My God, it was probably 4.15 in the morning when I actually started to get tired, if you can fathom that. And there was never there was never a dull moment about it. And it was a really fantastic thing. And I want to take an opportunity to thank everybody who had something to do with TeddyCon. Because you really hit the ball out of the park. And that's not just Phil and Curry, who have probably both given their kidneys for this event at this point. Uh, it's not just Razamataz. It's Ditto. He, There we go. Right. <laughs> Who's not only given his kidneys, but also his feet. I don't know how he walks around. It's amazing. <laughs> It's not just the folks who run it, but I think it's also the attendees. I say this every year. People who attend an event, you could make or break it. You could ruin it if you really wanted to. But what we had there this year, the attendees we had there this year, really wanted it to be something amazing, including a new format for the talent show, as well as a new talent show host... Who happens to be sitting about six feet away from me? The
1: new improved Zorro. <laughs> oh, you see how that works?
0: Yeah, he wants to be a Chiefs fan, but you see, he just can't quite figure oh, that out.
1: The, the improved part is the 49er. <laughs> <point now>.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 50 proof, buddy. That's how that works.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you, they're big shoes to fill. Nah. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy being up there.
0: Especially with a spotlight. I would say that the was a The spotlight nice made it very
1: difficult. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I'm sure some of you that are listening were there. Um, I wouldn't know because I couldn't see you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And uh, I look forward to doing it again this year.
0: Yeah. I'm assuming
1: they'll have me back. (laughs) Oh my goodness, yeah.
0: This will actually be something for you to look forward to. Uh, The other day I was speaking with Phil about that. I said, these are like some of the greatest comments of all, this spotlight. I said, I was was laughing hysterical (laughs) at some of them. Phil says, yeah. He says, I think I'll make another one and then we'll have them shoot from the side. So you're not going to be blinded. That would
1: be nice.
0: (laughs) You're not going to be blinded from the front. Now you're going to be blinded peripherally. There There we go. (laughs) So this will go really well. I don't know if there's anybody that really sees it all the same. I would hope not. I would hope there's something that everybody takes away from it that's unique to them. I'm going to dial
1: that back a a second. I have to go back to say that as far as proud accomplishments in your life, I went from that shy bedwetter back when I was a kid to now hosting the talent show at TeddyCon. Yes, you have. Um, I've become I guess some would say obnoxious. <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've lost the shyness, although I will say I, I felt a little bit of it when I was up there on stage. There's definitely some stage fright involved in that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. But I, I'd say that's another accomplishment in my life and quite possibly something that some people don't know is that I'm a singer and a bass player in a band. Um, Right-o. I tend to be the front man for the band because I'm loud and obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Jake. laughs> so that is an accomplishment that I've kind of come out of that shell over many, yeah. many years.
0: <laughs> i tell you what, you are now the rock star. I'll have to add that to the list. What do we have? Teddy Kong King, fantasy football champion, talent shows, and rock star. <laughs> what you did on that thing, it was fun. It was fun to literally watch it. it, it was... and. Except when I leaned up against the lights and turned them and on. And turned everything yeah. on, yeah. <laughs> with, with the exception of that moment, it, it was really neat to watch. It, it was really fun to see it from, from I guess, the audience's perspective. And it perspective. was a lot of
1: fun. It was great. The, everybody that came up and, and did showcase their talents. And yeah. It, it was just, it was incredible. I did it. I, I knew what it was like, and I know what they went through. I came out as Little Mister in, what, 2016? I think it was twenty sixteen. Um so I did my did my time up on this stage. <laughs> uh and that was and it's absolutely a awesome, awesome feeling. But boy is it's scary. Oh it is. And and everybody that did come up there, you're brave. You're brave, brave
0: souls and you should be very, very proud of that. What I've always enjoyed <laughs> is seeing people I I'll use a theater phrase, people who go up there and leave it all on the stage. And I always thought to myself, because I would just sit over on the steps alongside, I was like, man, I got the best seat in the house right now. Yep. Because this is the greatest thing. You can see what they're going through and you can see them plowing through it. And as they get further along and further along, and then it comes to the end and the applause begins, like they light up like you wouldn't believe.
1: And there's a relief that you you made it, that you did it. Yep. That's right. It's it, fantastic. And
0: it's something that'll like get the blood pumping. And I, I'd like to, yeah. I
1: mean, I guess I'd like to add too that you're right. TeddyCon this year was, it was like going back to the first one. To yeah. The, it was like going back to a little less chaotic. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. well, a, a little more controlled chaos.
0: There we go. Right, <laughs> right, right.
1: Uh, it just seemed for the most part to go really well. Yeah, really smooth and and the attendees were absolutely fantastic the staff the volunteers the uh, top to bottom it was just an absolutely amazing time this year we had a really Mm -hmm. good time
2: i think there was a lot of respect and emotion and love for each other there i think this year and i mean i don't have as many years of experience and events and that but just from my perspective it was very different it was than the year before
0: i don't know as i'll knock any of them say oh the second one was horrible oh, they were all they were fantastic. all great yes everything just seemed like it was firing on all pistons yeah and i'll, I'll tell was, you the whole there was reason a flow
1: to everything
0: yeah the reason i put that on there is to say for whatever reason this is january of 2020 right now the last time I did a podcast, one of these crazy one-on-one things, it was March of 2019. I am now employed by a company that loves to give me overtime, but they do respect when I say no. There's a week in October you can forget it. They totally they totally get that. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I do jump in and lend a hand in a great many ways. But I honestly want to say in 2019 There was a point where I was literally thinking to myself, you know what? I'm just done with it. And I'm not talking about TeddyCon. I'm talking about all of it. I was like, this is just, I'm not getting much of anything from it. And I don't even want anything from it at this point. I think it was the least amount of time that I wrote stories inside of a year. And I'm looking at it like I'm just, I'm zonked. There's nothing that really makes any difference about it. And I know that wasn't the case. That's just sort of what my head was going through. So when TeddyCon happened, and this thing, was it, it was like a rejuvenation I can't even fathom. And what I got from it is like, okay, Nate, don't ever be so daggone stupid again as to forget this community, as to forget these people, as to forget what the last 10 years of your life has been about. Don't ever be so blasted stupid as to, as to not remember that.
1: You know, I think I've kind of gone through something over the past year myself. My work, I, I've I've been promoted at my job. Uh, so I have a whole lot more responsibility, which I've taken on in leaps and bounds. I've just, it's what I do. And when I do something, I like to be good at what I do. So that's kind of taken over a part of my life. I've really spent some time working on our relationship, Mrs. Bear and I. We've had some struggles. Uh, we can't lie. We, you know, like any relationship, you, you, bet, you sure. You go through some bumps, and honestly, on a personal level, I've the twenty-first, which was just a few days ago, uh, was three years. Three years for me without a cigarette. That is impressive. Well, as much as that should make me healthier <laughs> after quitting smoking, I put on a bit of weight. Well, um, hey. my health hasn't been the most fantastic. Sure, I, I'm feeling the age a little bit. So life has gotten in the way of me participating in the ABDL lifestyle too much.
3: Right.
1: And maybe it maybe it's for a good thing. Sure. I know I can do it anytime I want. Uh, and I do when I feel that I need to withdraw from the rest of that. I can do that. But I've kind of done the same thing where I took a little break from
0: it. Yeah. You know
1: I, I had other things going on.
0: Yeah. So. That's a good way of looking at it right there. Ain't nothing wrong with a break. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with a break. That's for sure. Well now I always put this right in the middle, this next checklist item, because this is, in fact, the question that will make or break life as we know it. It could end right now. To quote Back to the Future, this could rip a hole in the space-time continuum if we answer this next question wrong. This is also one of the most epic questions I think I've asked in all of these things. And If you don't believe so, go back and listen to episode three, (laughs) just that one alone. Here's the big question. Are you ready to save the universe? Here we go. (sighs) Which do you prefer more, chunky peanut butter or creamy peanut butter?
1: Creamy peanut butter.
0: Creamy peanut butter. Creamy peanut
1: butter. There's a reason for that. Okay. All right. What is Uh, it? (laughs) In my previous life.
3: (laughs) (laughs) In your previous life.
1: is a slightly more criminal juvenile delinquent ele- element. <laughs> oh, jeez. There was a time in my life where, uh, where a, a good friend of mine, uh, another juvenile delinquent, <laughs> and I may have come across a case of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Copyright ah, infringement. Sorry. There you go. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and they were the uh, the chunky kind. Oh, no. And I will tell you what, you can't eat a whole box of them. oh but you tried whoa we tried (laughs) I don't like anything peanut butter with chunks (laughs) oh oh yeah because there was chunks
0: (laughs) so therefore it is creamy peanut butter I will say creamy well I am also the same but let's go to Mrs. Bear
2: well what if you like
0: both whoa Oh, I'm glad does. I was sitting down. I have never heard this answer before.
1: She's buy peanut butter. Roll. You are butter. Pe- <laughs> I'm gonna tell you.
0: If you like both, whatever you do, just make sure you're like on the end of the table when you state that to. He doesn't go by Star Platypus anymore. Lucas is a Boy Sprout. <laughs> whatever Boy his Scout name is, Sprout. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that just sounds horrible. <laughs> In any event, he used to go by Star Platypus. And PA Daddy, because the one likes the one, and the other likes the other. You could actually be a counselor for them.
1: Oh. You might want to. I mean,
0: these two. When I tell you passionately, whew, man, I mean it's the passion of the peanut butter. A, I have to say, Chunky, Chunky, who? Which one liked Chunky? Ah, uh, who liked Chunky? Oh Christ! I gotta think about it.
2: I bet it was PA Daddy.
0: No, no, it, no, 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 no. It was, it was Star Platypus. That's right. Really? Peanut well, jam. Mean, You're going to have to ask him about peanut jam. See, here's my
1: problem with that, is is it's like they got halfway there making peanut butter and they just stopped. This is
0: That's exactly what, <laughs> what P.A. Daddy said. It's exactly what he said. He's like, you just got halfway. P.A. Daddy, I you? am on your side. Oh, man. <laughs> We're, oh, man. There was, like, lines drawn down. Like, this would be an epic battle. More epic than when the 49ers played the Chiefs. And in win. the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh,
2: but you know what, though? You know why I like both?
0: Why? Why do you like both?
2: Because sometimes I feel like a nut and sometimes I don't.
0: Oh, that might be copyright infringement, too. It could be. <laughs> I thought that was very creative.
1: <laughs> I want to make a nut comment, but I'm well. <laughs> well. just
0: going I'm just getting. Are we taking a break soon? <laughs> oh gosh! I <laughs> will tell you what. Well, actually, it's it's so funny you should say that because that's probably not a bad idea. Speaking about two nuts, uh, I will tell you that Ab Bear and I have this really I'm bad not habit. My head and coughing. <laughs> <laughs> At least not twice this time. What's not again. again. Oh Jesus. It was only five minutes ago. I mean, for God' sake. He and I will uh, do uh, songs. We'll take a song. And then we will destroy it. Then we will re-record it. And we re-record it with a a very crinkly nature. So I thought it'd be neat in this podcast to actually play the two songs. But we're not going to do them back-to-back because you're going to need some counseling after you listen to it. But the first one, we're going to play it for you now, and then we'll come right back after that. You all know Prince, may he rest in peace. He once did a song called Purple Rain. Well, Bear and I came together, and we sort of took it and rewrote it, and came up with Purple Dips. So for your listening pleasure or your listening displeasure, whichever, or whatever works, you want to call it, <laughs> yes, we're going to play that for you right now. So here is Bear and I doing our able best to sing Purple Dips. a rash or see any tapes popping at your hips I only wanted one time to see you crawling I only wanted to see you crawling in those purple dips purple dips I never, I never
1: wanted you as my weekend babysitter I always wanted to be more
0: than just a friend Cause mommy I knew Purple Dips. I kind of think we were at a picnic. That's where that started. That's where that started because you brought the guitar and we were doing Purple Rain, and I don't even I don't even know how it came to be, but we changed the word Rain to Dips. Yes,
1: yes.
0: And we were singing it very loud. And I remember Curry very, came,
1: and and we were told to stop. Yes,
0: I remember Curry came over. She's like she's like, okay guys, just so let you let you know. There's a couple of folks nearby that aren't a part of our group. I think group. it was
1: a children's, uh, <laughs> oh, a children's birthday party in the next pavilion over, or something.
0: <laughs> We're like, oh, okay, we'll 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 continue this later. That'll work well. But that that's what led to <laughs> that's what led to that song. Well, there's no real segue. <laughs> I always like to find a segue from one to the next, but there's no segue. no. no. <laughs> at a picnic, you eat a lot of food, and some of these foods are – some of this food is like you could consider to be your greatest meal. I mean, who doesn't love hamburgers? But along those lines, dot, dot, dot. Well, What I'm not eating at the
1: picnic is crunchy peanut butter. uh, You're not. That's right.
0: I would not be either. I would not be either. That's for sure. But if you could eat only one meal, one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? I know what mine would be right away.
2: I know what mine would be.
0: Yeah? All right, then we'll start with Bear. We got ours. What's yours? Filet mignon, filet mignon, or uh, roasted red skin
1: potatoes,
0: roasted red skin potatoes, and no veggies, and no veggies. I don't want no veggies. Ah,
1: wait, asparagus. Okay, or peas, canned peas, not frozen
0: peas. I not like f- frozen right. peas. That would be that could frozen. be a question: frozen or canned peas? Now, Mario <laughs> the dog says that that he would like um, pizza. He just loves pizza and anything uh that tastes like pizza right it's like one of the four food groups mario says stop looking at me nate for crying out loud <laughs> i could pick i could pick cheeseburgers too oh so much so, okay. only one so hard yeah there so you hard. go <laughs> there you go well mrs bear what would yours be tacos tacos
2: yeah
0: you like you uh, you like now do you like spicy tacos makes your your, your um, face burn and all
2: no 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 but it has to be a little spicy, not
0: has to have a little bit mild. of kick. Yeah,
2: a little mm-hmm. kick. But see, you could do all kinds of things with tacos because you could have a salad.
0: This is true. So she does the
1: coolest thing. She takes corn tortillas mm-hmm. and she fries them lightly in a pan, hello, of oil, and then makes her tacos with that.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. they're quite they're delicious. Really I going to say that. That just sounds they're really tasty. good. <laughs> My goodness. Well. Mine would be crab legs, and Guinness. Oh.
2: Crab legs, crab That's legs, a lot and of work, Guinness, Nate.
0: <laughs> but oh, you is. didn't say drink. Now I could, uh, what, Well, did. no, I'm not going to put the crab legs in the Guinness.
2: No, No,
0: but I it would be crab legs, and then I would have Guinness for uh, you know for to wash them down. A lot down. of
2: work to take the crab meat out of
0: the. Crab well, legs. yeah, but it is worth it. Like you would not believe, it is totally Too worth much. it.
2: I want someone else to take the crab meat out of the crab legs. <laughs> well,
0: that's fine. I mean, what I could have said is like crab legs that somebody feeds to me. I mean, I can you know. <laughs> well, there you go. I'll feed
1: of- them to you. But no, I'm, be- not, I'm not taking them out of the shell. Oh, you're not, are you know, you're just going to feed it to me. Okay. <laughs> um, I would like Jack Daniels and Jack and Coke
0: with my Jack and Coke, with my filet. <laughs> there we go. And drink of choice. What would yours Coke. be? Coke. Okay. Just Coke. Just Coke. Alrighty. Sounds very good this leads us now to a couple, I guess, bigger topics. We've taken a little bit of time to joke around and to get to know Bear and Mrs. Bear, but now we go and I like to take at least one big issue in every one of these podcasts and and just see what some folks like about it. Uh, it's not always the easiest thing in the world to talk about some of the issues, and other times, hey, no problem. So this go-around, the question I selected is one that pertains to the two of them. Well, I'll just say what I've written down here. So um. One of you was vanilla, right? And the other was Rocky Road. How on earth did all of this go together? Because what we have here was somebody who was an ABD Yeller, who found himself a partner through very vanilla methods, and now all of a sudden comes that big moment in time when I guess all ABD Yellers are biting a lip. Oh gosh, now i got to say something. I have to admit to something, and jeez, I hope everything's going to be all right now. How do I say this? I've I've read this question online so many times. How do you tell a vanilla partner? Now, I'm not presenting these two as saying, oh, hey, it's so easy, look. Okay, because you, th- there's a proper way to do it, and then there's probably a way to do it that really isn't all that successful. And the best thing to do is to get underline and ask questions like that. It really is, or it seems like the best thing to do. And just to see what other folks have done. So that being said... I have someone here who was vanilla and then someone who was not. Can you give us a little bit of insight about that? So
1: I guess I would start by saying that let's go back to my wife passing away and me deciding that from that point on, I was done hiding this side of my life. Sure. I couldn't go back to hiding it from someone who I was in a relationship with. Sure. So I got in that other small relationship, the short one for a little while. And once I got out of that, I was, I was pretty, I, I was in a rough spot. I wanted to share my life with somebody. I didn't want to be alone. So I got on, uh, you know, I checked out some of the, the dating sites. Somebody had mentioned Plenty of Fish. Uh, it's pretty popular. Yep. I, I got on there and I decided, well, I put my profile up and, you know, put a picture on there. And say some, tell the vanilla side of my life. Sure. You know, and put some of that stuff on there. And, uh. I guess one day I got a message from this woman who, <laughs> and this is a, a kind of a good story too, she said she was interested in talking to me. Well, I had food poisoning that day. Oh, jeez! I was actually <clears throat> at work, very sick. I was still smoking at that time, and I, I got in my car and I went out and, you know, how it was having a cigarette at lunch, and I, I decided to answer. Was it a, a text a message, message?
2: It was a message on the website. or a
1: message on through the website that I got, and I answered it and said, Oh, you know, I'll give you a call later. What time do you get off work? And she told me that she gets out of work at five o'clock. And I'm like, Well, I'll get a hold of you. So, or I I don't, yeah, you were going
2: to call. I was
1: going to call, mm-hmm. and uh, at five o'clock, I was at home and I was sleeping on the couch oh, because no. I was. Very sick that day. Oh no! Um, about seven o'clock, I woke up on the couch and I said, "Oh my gosh, I never called her." Uh, I was like, "Well, I'll, I'll send her a text message." I send her a message and I said, "Hey, I'm sorry, I, I was sick," and she had known that. And I said, I, "I fell asleep on the couch." She said, "Oh, well, you can call me now." So I did, and we started talking. And I said, "Look," I said, um, "I really like that we're having it." We were on the phone for hours hours just just well at that four hours it wasn't four four yet but we had talked for a couple hours at that point and I I said look I said I really like talking to you I like we, we seem to be you know getting along I said but I can't go any further I said I need to tell you something and if you're not okay with it it's okay I get it and and it's fine and and we won't waste our time and at that point, I don't want to bring up anything sore subject, but hmm. she also told me that she had something she wanted to tell me as well. Hmm. Okay. Being the gentleman I am, let her go first.
0: <laughs> oh, how nice of him.
1: <laughs> what she had to tell me didn't make what I had to tell her any easier. Oh, I can tell you that. And wow! I'm not going to go into details there because it's, it's some private stuff that, sure, sure. you know, in, in our lives. Absolutely. Um, And I told her that I have this, I don't even know how I said it. I have a, I don't know if it was a fantasy. I don't remember how I worded it exactly. But I I said, I've got this interest in in the ABDL lifestyle. And first thing she said was, well, what's that? And I elaborated a little bit, and uh, I said, look, I understand if you don't want to follow up with this, uh, That that's okay. And she said, no. She goes, it really took a lot of courage and a lot of honesty for you to step up and, and say that. Yeah, it did. Now, I don't necessarily recommend that anybody do that right off the bat, unless really? you're getting into a new relationship. And then, you know what? My best advice is, I think you should. If it's a new relationship, you have nothing to lose. It's true. If you get into a relationship and tell somebody, at that point, you do have something to lose.
0: Right. And they have
1: something to lose. Sure. As well. So your chances are better to hurt somebody that way. I suggest being honest. If you're in a relationship already, well, that's a different story. Yeah. And that was my wife that I actually have some insight into that, too. My wife, they passed away. Uh, we had been seeing each other for a couple months before I told her. And I kind of told her, that's actually an interesting story. We went and parked somewhere and kind of sit there in the car and and have a conversation. And I told her there was something that I needed to talk to her about and told her, I said, I've got this fantasy, this desire, this whatever you want to call it. And she said, well, what is it? And I said, well, you know, I like diapers and I like this kind of... She goes, oh, thank God it wasn't whips and chains. (laughs) (laughs) and then that is quote that is exactly what she said
0: oh my goodness and uh
1: i'll be honest with you the honesty is your best approach don't throw it in somebody's face and don't expect them to give you anything and don't even ask for anything the only thing that you can ask is for them to accept you and hopefully still love you after you tell them right But you can't guarantee that that's going to happen either because I lost two relationships by telling them about it. And uh, it can go either way. Right. But be honest. In both of those relationships, we were having a lot of bumps in the road. And when I came out and said something, it just there was a reason why there were bumps in the road because I was holding a secret in. Right. And I wasn't telling. And I wasn't happy. So if you're not honest, you're really hurting yourself. Right. And you're hurting the other person.
2: And I think that that's a really important thing because especially women can sense something not feeling right. That was sexist. I know. I (laughs) I don't mean it to be. There's a lot of men that are very emotional and can sense things too, but. It tends to be more women, I think, who sense that something just isn't quite right, that they're holding something back, and I kn- and I know for me, before we met, I had been married over thirty years, and come to find out that my ex husband had had a really big secret, mm. something illegal, Ugh. and um, I felt as though those thirty years were one big lie. And for me, honesty was a really big thing. And that's what I had shared with him about what had happened in wow. my marriage. I'll be honest, it was a sexual offense. So sure, sure. That's what made it really difficult sure. for him to tell me what he wanted to tell me. What you know, what I mean?
3: Right, right. But
2: for me, for my aspect, what went through my mind was, I want to know more what this means, first of all. Explain to me what's involved you know what you know what does that mean what you know if you like that you like this lifestyle or you're in this lifestyle but the biggest thing that went through my my mind was if this man tells me something this important this kind of secretive it's not something you share with every personal i guess is a word this personal he's not gonna lie to me about something else yeah, And that's exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was a big, huge, I don't know if you want to call it a turn-on, but you know what I mean. <laughs> a big, huge <laughs> <laughs>
3: thing <Well>, for
0: me. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I tell you, that <laughs> but, in itself, just that answer right there just makes this all that much sweeter, truth being told. Here you have, number one, you're getting to know one another. And this is just about as healthy of communication as humanly possible. This goes to the core of who both of you are, believe it or not. And I'm not talking the ABDL thing. He's got to tell you about the ABDL. It's going to eat away at him. He feels like he is lying if, if for every second that you don't know it, right? You need him to be honest. And he wants to be honest. So the, both both of you are coming to this point where, okay, we, we've got to talk about this here. And you both are coming to it with the same idea, just from different directions. Different, yeah, and this is huge. Aspects. The fact that he's being honest with you about something that comes, th- th- there is no greater vulnerable thing, I would say, about Jeffy than that. I mean, I mean, just, the, uh, yeah, yeah, just of what, aside from the fact that he's a San Francisco 49ers fan. Yeah, yeah. You're you're vulnerable everywhere when you that happens.
2: You didn't happened. tell me that when we first.
0: <laughs> there you go. But like this is huge. And well the Ravens didn't go very far either, did he? (laughs) No! He had to go there, didn't he? There we go. No, but like this is this is huge, and it's so very early on. My God, if that's not the basis and the beginning of something quite dynamic. Of course, you guys worked out. Because you tell the truth, you give a rat's patootie about the other one, and my gosh. You conquered what is probably the greatest fear that most a b d have, yeah, and you conquered it famously. You took this ridiculous fear and you turned it into something that was that strengthened you and even before you knew you were strengthened by it and I, and I was awesome
1: you, I was given advice, and not that it was bad advice, but I was given the advice that I shouldn't tell her right away,
0: really, yeah,
1: yeah. I was, Did I tell you
0: that? Uh, no, I don't okay, think... Okay, thank God. <laughs> you, you might have. Oh, but, shit. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, wait, was that me? No, I think it was,
1: I think <laughs> it was more a... Uh, it wasn't necessarily about her, but it was about trying to find someone to be in a relationship with. I had talked to a couple girls on Plenty of Fish, and I was pretty hot Item, You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, um, <laughs> <yeah>, we always.
0: <laughs> You're a friggin' rock star. <laughs>
1: <man>. <laughs> but... Uh, I talked to a couple and, and I was given the advice that well, you, maybe you shouldn't tell them right away. And I just, in my own head, I, I felt I couldn't do that. I couldn't be dishonest with right. somebody and, and start a relationship. Or or even, why start it if you're not going to find out if it's worth starting? Yeah, right. Because I can't, there was no way I could live my the rest of my life without this. Even though it seems like, you know, now it's it's been few and far between for a while. I can't imagine living without being able to enjoy.
2: But I think it's more a matter of not necessarily doing the things, living the, living it. You know, like having that lifestyle 24-7, it's more a matter of being able to be you and being able to talk about it and not feel like it, you have to keep it a secret.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And communication, I think, is a really big, huge part of it. Is that saying that it's been smooth sailing and no, oh, no. bumps for us? Not at all. We right. we
1: still we still to this day sometimes have trouble communicating when it comes to mostly stupid petty stuff. Everyday stuff that just irks you that the other person does or that I do that irks her. That's really where we're going with that. Um, but <laughs> That's not true. But no, I'm just kidding. There's things that each of us does that maybe the other person feels like they're like, oh, you weren't really thinking about me when you did that or why did you do that? You know, you're...
2: And I think some of that you're comes... not being
1: You're not being a... Uh... Eh, go ahead, I don't know.
2: Okay. And I think that comes from your past history, Mm -hmm. your other relationships, what other people have done and what has hurt you. You bet. Then if that same kind of thing triggers those emotions, if something like Bear does to me or does here triggers something that reminds me of a past thing. Now I don't I don't have a history with a lot of people, I just have a lot of years of history with one. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, and, and I did date a little bit between my ex-husband and him, but I could write a book on that. Um,
0: <laughs> hey, I'll promote it for you. No problem. We could
2: write a really good bestseller. Oh, bestseller. man. Not my dating experience.
0: But anyway. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But anyway, the biggest thing is communicating, and I have had trouble with that. It's more me that because you know, I don't I'm such, You
1: got that recorded, right? <laughs> I'm such a kid. Oh no. <laughs> And I don't wanna
2: hurt the other person's feelings. I never sure. wanna hurt anyone else's feelings. That's the same just thing. how I am. And I do and the I same. so I don't say anything until he does multiple things or yeah. something and then it sort of blows up and it's really stupid. And I'm learning now to be more open and communicate those things. We and just
1: we just had this discussion.
2: This morning,
1: was it this early, morning?
2: yes, before I yeah, went to work.
1: This morning, wow! Well. But that's so really it's important. A, it's a constant, you know. Maybe there was a way that that I told her in the beginning, right away. But we're still communicating to this day, yeah. and we're still we still have to take a step backwards every once in a while. Yes. you bet,
0: you bet. You know,
2: and both of you have to have your needs met. And sometimes...
0: There you go. They're
2: not the same. Right. And sometimes they are the same. And I, for me, I'm still discovering what those are and who I am. And sometimes I've found that we're both a little more to the submissive side, you know, the little side. And neither one of us is comfortable being a dominant or, you know, I mean, I'm a natural caretaker, so the mommy role... Sure.
1: Is well, I guess that's, natural, that's uh But that's something that I guess we could bring up too is the fact that we partake in the other four letters <laughs> a, a little bit. I mean, we're you kind of like BDSM, although I like it a little harder than what she does. Um, <laughs> but when we uh, when we participated in in that, uh, yeah, we have our floggers and toys and stuff. I tend to be the top in that. Hmm. I tend to be the the dom. Uh, where she's more the submissive in that role. But when it comes to being a caretaker, then it's kind of the...
2: I'm more that way. Right. So you have to figure out the dynamics of who you are and... It's
1: it's every relationship is going to be
2: different.
1: Yeah. And you got to communicate and you got to let each other know what you want. And you know what? And we're right back to saying, don't expect anything. Yeah. Because what you want or what you need may not be something that the other person is able to give you. It's true, and you may not necessarily have to go somewhere else to get it. Although I know some relationships, and if that's what you choose to do, then then that's fine. Um, but but I think if you do that, but there's ways to compromise.
2: Yeah, if you do that, if there's a need for you to go somewhere else, that too needs to be communicated to your partner or your spouse, and needs or your mommy, and that needs to be honest and open you know communication about that and that they're okay with that you know and i i think that's a really big deal but i wanted to say something about like in the beginning you know about telling the other person right i think you have to like you can't <laughs> meet someone and 5 minutes later tell them about right your desires and your lifestyle you bet i think you need to talk to them And ask questions and get to know them a little bit. And perhaps like our history, our meeting was different and maybe unusual. I don't know that he could tell me like within the first couple hours of meeting that he was able to tell me that not everyone would be open to that, or it wouldn't be sure. necessarily a good thing. I think you have to get a feel for the other person as to whether they would be able to handle that or not.
1: Well, I guess I should point out that that along with that, like after my wife died, I came out to all my friends. Oh wow! So I'm actually out to like my vanilla friends. You know, the the guys in the band know. My family knows. I just made that decision to just be open about it pretty much. Now, I don't necessarily tell everybody, but, I mean, at that point, the people I worked with knew. And actually, some of wow. them still do.
0: How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, so.
1: it's a, I guess, a, can be a dangerous road to go down for some people, but.
0: <laughs> right. Right. There's There are obvious risks um there could be somebody being like yeah no that's not happening yeah yeah and that's the polar opposite of what you want but i guess there's a lot of risks that are unavoidable you got two ways of looking at it either number one you know whether this person is okay with it or not or uh number two you don't and then you spend this entire time perhaps living with a guilt and this is not to say that you absolutely have to say something I would hope that anybody in any relationship is capable of of being completely honest with the person that they're with. And you would hope that. You you would hope that that partner would be understanding and hopefully accepting. But nothing is easy. However, the reward can last for a lifetime. The the reward can be so much more meaningful than you thought it could be.
1: You kind of have to ask yourself, are you okay with hiding it? Like, Hmm. Are are you okay with with spending the rest of your life, or as long as you're with that person, are you okay with suppressing that and holding that inside? Yeah, that's another really good... Because really the honesty with somebody else also involves being honest with yourself. Right. Because you have to ask yourself, can I hide that? Because I couldn't. And that was me being honest with myself. I
0: couldn't keep that inside anymore because it just wasn't going to work. That's good, like having that that level of honesty. Uh, But it is also important to note, maybe asking yourself that question, am I okay with hiding that? Maybe that answer is yes.
1: Maybe there's nothing
0: wrong with it. Maybe there's no reason. Yeah. Perhaps it isn't something that you act on. It's just, uh, hey, you know, it's simply a thought you had and uh, something perhaps in passing. Maybe it's something that you want to keep to yourself. Maybe it's something you just want to read on oh I don't know, let's say ebooks. Yeah. <laughs> I can recommend a couple ABDL ebooks. Do you know any good ones? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. <laughs> just
1: yes. Zeke and Lily stuff. Oh well, you know.
0: That uh, tales about going out to California in 1849. <laughs> or your football team winning or something. <laughs> you know, yeah. the the true fantasies um, right there. Yeah. High yes. fantasies. <laughs> well, it sounds like the two of you. When you go to bed, you take a whole lot of love with you. You see the segue already, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) But there's something else in bed with the two of you, um, aside from, uh, you know, uh, Bear's diaper. There's something else that. Well, these guys. (laughs) Well, yeah, 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 the two poochies, too. But what else might be in that bed with you? In other words, what I'm really asking about is uh, there is an affinity for Winnie the Pooh. Tell us a little bit about. The I don't bear. know what her
1: problem is with it. I have no idea. She has some kind of freaky, freaky poo fetish or something. I don't know. Tell the it. truth,
2: Bear. Tell the truth. There you
1: um, go. I may be a bit of a Winnie the Pooh fanatic. Actually, it's not even just Winnie the Pooh. I may have a stuffy collection that requires a room of its own. <laughs> My My Winnie the Pooh collection, however, is probably anywhere between, uh, let's say, 100 and 200 Pooh
0: Bears. 100 or 200 Pooh Bears. I mean, it's in there somewhere. Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is impressive. Yes.
2: Of all sizes. Of
0: all (laughs) Little
2: (laughs) ones and big
0: ones. Yep. What's the biggest one you have? um, Two feet? feet?
1: Yeah, like a two Two or three footer. uh, Wow. How about that?
0: But you have some that would fit on keychains. Like I have it. one,
1: and, and I've recently retired a Pooh Bear that I've slept with for many, many years. I've had for probably almost 20 years.
0: Oh, my. Um, it that, was well-loved.
1: That my that my my old mommy had bought for me mm. um, that I I kept, and, and to be honest with you, uh, Mrs. Bear was very respectful of me having him, and I really appreciate that absolutely uh, he was a, he was a big part of my life for a long time and i still have him however he's he's now resting on a shelf she got me one that is the exact same Pooh bear <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> same size but it's a new one and it's not quite not quite so uh so loved uh, although yeah. um and i by by loved i mean squashed <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well-loved. Uh, but
1: he is very well-loved, and, and he now spends time in bed with us at night, as do Corn Dog, who is my crocodile, and Rorosaurus Rex, who is my dinosaur, and uh, some de- red demon dinosaur Mushu? thing. Maybe? No. No. It's not. It's some kind of demon thing. I don't know. She bought it for me. I don't even know what it is. But he's you know cool. Um, I have another Pooh Bear in there that, that talks at night, and sometimes you bump him in the middle of the night. And Uh-oh. He says, oh, I forget what he says. I'm not a hug. <laughs> Pooh Bear hug. I don't know, whatever he says. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then here's the best part. It's not just my stuffies in bed either. Someone else oh, has stuffies <laughs> as well. Do you tell me size. she
0: has stuffed animals?
1: Uh, she's got the, the the couple that she got from uh, from T.C., Oh From man. Her build of there we go.
0: Well, those are special.
1: Those uh, yes, are special. Yeah, it's very special. Uh we have one that, that is just the greatest, goofiest looking stuff you've ever seen. <laughs> and her name is Sugar Butt. Sugar Butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And she is absolutely adorable. And actually, Mario likes to snuggle her at night. Oh, yeah? He sleeps on, on Sugarbutt's lap.
0: <laughs> Mario, you sleep on Sugarbutt's lap.
1: Um, All right. And then we also have the dog's uh, stuffies in the bed, too. Um, wow. Luigi usually brings his little dinosaur, and, and Mario has a, his dinosaur, Petey, who, if you bite Petey just the right way, he screams in the middle of the night. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, jeez. So,
1: we are a stuffy-loving family. Our house has decorations of stuffies randomly about. Wow. Uh, Remy from, um, Ratatouille ah. rests in our kitchen,
3: because
1: <laughs> I like people asking why there's a rat in your kitchen. <laughs> I keep quite a few chickens around. Oh, jeez. I, I seem to have acquired, uh, a collection of chickens from my friends and <laughs> right. such, uh, Apparently the, it's a chicken, statement has
0: taken off. Oh, my goodness, yes. Th- th- this is like a time-honored... Would would we like to elaborate on the, it's a chicken? <laughs> yeah, that's prob- that probably is a good idea.
1: So, when Mommy and I were getting... When we were planning our wedding, she absolutely adores peacocks. Mm. She loves peacocks. And we were going through all the pictures, like you do for a wedding when you're planning... You- You go through all these pictures and you find stuff. And and we found a cake, a picture of a cake. It was like a peacock cake. And then it had the cupcakes were like the tail that were coming down off of it. It was really beautiful. And and I said, it's a chicken. And she said, it's not a chicken. It's a peacock. And I said, it's a chicken. (laughs) And she said, no, it's a peacock. And I said, it's a chicken. (laughs) And then she posted it on Facebook. And one of her friends... Uh, got on there and was discussing how nice it was. And I said, it's a chicken. And her friend said, no, it's a peacock. And I said, it's a chicken.
2: <laughs> and that is how it began. And that's, and that's how, how it That was
1: began. the beginning. And now,
0: everybody
2: now, says, it's, it's a, a chicken, chicken. chicken.
0: Because of Avi Bear. We, uh, <laughs> we went to St. Petersburg, Florida this past
1: year.
3: Oh, before. I know,
1: yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and we visited the
0: Church of the Chicken.
1: <laughs> it was. It's uh, It's the Church of the
0: Sea. It's actually... It's I have seen this picture. You're actually yes. pointing to the chicken. Yes. It's a, <laughs> and I it's said, an angled it's shark. a chicken. <laughs> it's a chicken. Oh, gosh, I remember that.
1: So that has taken all. That's going kind of viral, I guess. But <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yes.
1: So there is the story behind it. It's
0: a chicken. <laughs> well, that would lead us to the next two. You see the next two. They are They are... They're in bold red. They're color. in bold red. I'm going to say, pick one of the two. You don't have to answer both. But which is it that you would rather like to answer? Uh, Unless you had it set in your heart, to answer them both. Hmm. Jeopardy theme music playing once again. Do, 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 which one do, do you want to answer? Do,
2: do, do. Um. <laughs> wow.
1: They're both tough. They are very tough. This yeah. is like asking think, her where you want to go for dinner. I, oh. I would want to answer the second one. The second one? I'd okay.
2: like to do
0: the first one. Okay. Well, then well okay. The first
2: one and then I'll do the second okay.
0: one. That works. Okay. Well, the first one then goes to you, Jeffy. Here it is. Why do people, and this is bold, okay? This is going to seem like holy Moses did Zorro just ask. This God. is a hard question. This is a hard question and I just, bam, here we go. Why do people attack each other at events as well as online? Bam. Because they're different. Because they're different. Yeah. And I think that's been
1: throughout the history of humankind. We tend to not agree with people that are different. We fear the difference, almost. And I don't know that it's necessarily fear, but it's just like we had talked about the opinions in the beginning. (laughs) People have different opinions. Um, I think that Luigi has something to say. Yeah, um, Luigi, <laughs> Luigi
0: has a difference of opinion. <laughs> but I think
1: because it's just like people having opinions and they don't agree with each other's opinions, they might not agree with how each other acts or each other. It, it's perception. It's, it's how someone perceives the way somebody else is acting, and they may not agree with it. Why do they attack them? I don't know. Because they don't have the ability to just let other people live and let live. I don't know why people can't be like that, I guess. Why do they do it? Don't know. Why can't you just accept? Because isn't that what we all really want anyways in this lifestyle? Isn't it just we all want to be accepted?
0: That's a good point right there. That's a huge point.
1: How can you not accept somebody else? Is it because you have expectations of other people? Because that's another thing you shouldn't have. You should never expect anything from anyone. You can hope, you can wish, but you don't expect it. I mean, you get what you get. Maybe the opinion of that person, the opinion of what they should give
0: you, is not the same of what you think you should get. Yeah, at which point there is a difference of opinion. Yes.
2: Can I say one thing? Yeah, yeah. If you don't ever expect something, then you can never be disappointed. You can mm. take what and is you it di- get as the gift that it is or the thing that it is.
1: And I guess and in what, some... You know, it's, that's a good point. Right in there. some yeah. situations, you know, it's like the old bullying thing where people feel like it, I, I guess it, it makes them feel more powerful because they can not like somebody else. Right. Why do they do it? I don't know that there's an answer, except for human nature. It's how humans are. I would hope that as a community, especially like the community that we are, we could learn to not be like that. We should be different. You should accept everybody. Somebody seems like they're a goofball. Maybe that's how they live. Maybe that's who they are. And maybe we need to just accept that. So I think that's my answer.
2: And one thing that I learned a long time ago is that with all people, even a person that you feel you just can't stand or that just rubs you the wrong way or whatever, if you look hard enough and deep enough, you can always find something good in every person. Surely. Deep inside in their heart. And sometimes...
0: Yeah, even surely.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: especially surely. <laughs>
2: I'm trying to be serious. Sometimes that good has been... That person has been hurt and the good has been buried under layers of protectiveness. Right. And they just need someone to find that and love them anyway. And sometimes. And that leads to the next question. It
0: it actually does. That was a phenomenal question right there. That was phenomenal answers for Wow. Yeah, it goes right into the next one. It's actually two part. Uh, the question is, what do people want? And what do they personally need?
2: Sometimes they can be the same thing. what they want and what they need can be the same. I think people want to be loved and accepted, and I think people generally hmm. need I'm to not feel sure need no. to feel that <laughs> Thank you, Alexa.
1: <laughs> Alexa chimed in <laughs>
2: to join meetings. first
3: enable
0: call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that was going <laughs> That was hysterical,
2: <laughs> but I think they
0: hysterics to, a state of mind. Yeah. No,
2: <laughs> I think that people need that, they personally need to feel accepted and loved, right? By those around them. Sometimes they're not the same thing, like a child wants candy and sugar. And they need vegetables and yeah. healthy things. Do you know what Speaking I mean? For sure. So <laughs> you
3: know, it's not. <laughs> right.
2: It sometimes it can be the same, and sometimes it. But I think that I think the biggest thing is that people. I think acceptance is more of a I, I than think, anything.
1: I think in this lifestyle, I want you to change my diaper. I want you to feed me.
0: I want you to take care of me. I need you to love me. There you go. There and you in go. That's, uh, That's the difference right there. We were talking about this like a lot earlier. I'd say that right there is the difference between the dynamic and a dynamic relationship. There is a difference. Dynamic does not include everything else. And what we all want and probably personally need is everything else. Because that leads to, well, something that will actually wind up being the very last thing we talk about here coming up. But I want to ask three more questions. And then there's yet another Bear and Zorro musical depreciation we're going to put you through. Yep. (laughs) But uh, these questions, um, they could be anything. Uh, The first one is, what are the rewards and benefits of an age play relationship? Of a dynamic age play relationship. What are the good things?
2: Openness. Openness. Honesty. Honesty. Variety.
0: (laughs) There you go. Variety. Mm Variety. Surprise! 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 Surprise. <laughs> there you go. Alrighty. Um. The, well, you, really, you really, I took it. them off. Yeah. All you, yeah. Them. yeah. What the heck? She knows I what she's doing. Thank God mother. we had her on this. <laughs>
2: Dude, we have been I screwed otherwise. The yeah. <laughs> I can't
1: help it. There we go. I guess the the uh, one of the other benefits is you can be vulnerable. You're allowed to be vulnerable. You don't need to be. I, I, I personally don't need to be the tough guy around you.
2: No. And sometimes you can be the boss.
1: Yeah, when I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you had to see the look on his face. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, already to the flip of that. What are the pitfalls and challenges of an age play relationship?
2: Sometimes you feel like you let the other person down, and sometimes you feel like you're just not enough. Sometimes you don't have the energy to give them what they need.
1: And sometimes you are needy. Right. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's really hard to ask for what you want. And then we go back to the one need. No matter how honest you are, how much communication you have, sometimes it's hard to say, I need or I want a night of being little. I want to be little this weekend. And sometimes you don't want to have to ask. And I think that a lot of people in age play relationships, I think a lot of littles, it makes it really tough for you to be little if you have to ask. If Mm. you have to ask for what you want. Back to expectations. Right. You don't want to have them, which means that you need to be needy sometimes. You can't expect it, but you can tell them that you need it. Right. Or that you want it. Because it, at a certain point, it comes down to, this is what you need to to maybe let go, to maybe get rid of the stress in your life. This is what I need to, to get away from the fact that I have to go serve 200 people breakfast on Monday. You know, right. I need this. After the 49ers the lose the Super Bowl. It's yeah. just... Um, <laughs> one thing... <Okay>. Uh, Zora's... <laughs> needing a diaper when the 49ers stomp all over the
2: queens (laughs) one thing from my perspective i have two children i mean they're adults now young adults now but i've already been a mom raising my children the demands of raising your children and the neediness which can be helpful in our relationship but it can also be i don't want to say a hindrance but Sometimes, and, and I'm sorry to say, I've already said it to him, you know, if I want to be honest, I've said to him, I've already raised my kids. I don't want to raise another one. Ah! You know what I mean? Because <laughs> sure, I'm sure. mentally drained because mm-hmm. I have a job and, and I try to keep the house together and, you know, just all the dynamics of life. You know, and the stage of life I'm in, I'm sort of in the middle where I'm caring for my mom. And, you know, and I'm married and everything, all the dynamics. But sometimes I don't want to, I don't want to be a mom. I don't want to have to care for, you know, but he needs that. Right. Again, what I don't want and what he needs kind of thing. You know what I mean? The wants and needs aspect. But I can't read minds. I'm not a person who, because this lifestyle is not second nature to me, it's not something that I've been involved in. It's only been three years. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning about different things. And I try, but I need him, I need him to ask or tell me. And he needs me to be able to know when, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he needs that. Right And good friends of ours, and they're married, but they have told me, because there's switches, and they said that they have little signal things when they go home that they can, it's like a word that they may say, or perhaps an action, or they may say, I need a hug. And that tells their partner, I need to be little right now. I need you to be the adult. So sometimes that's really helpful. You know, it sort of got off the question, but...
0: No, that was wonderful.
2: I just thought, maybe somebody needs to hear that. Maybe somebody needs to know that other people feel like that. You yeah. know, not just them.
0: Just on this episode, and this is true of every single episode of every single podcast, hosted by whoever the heck is hosting it. Somebody always gets something from it somewhere, at some point, sometime, somehow. Did I get them all? Oh, some place,
1: Yeah. Something,
0: Right. And maybe there's a lot of things that go past folks who are like, yeah, that means nothing to me. That's all right. Because maybe there's something else down the road that really has great meaning to you. And I don't even know how else to say it. It's just really great how coming across people and speaking with folks who not only have an opinion about it, which is just an opinion. That's what we said at the beginning. But it's also something that is based on fact. It's based on life experience. It's based on trial and error. Because here's the thing. Two people get together. They both share ABDL or they got to that point. And yeah, that doesn't mean they haven't figured out. And it doesn't mean they're going to keep figuring it out. It just means that they decided to give it a try. And you know what? Every day they're evolving a little bit bit more. And they're uh, learning a little bit more. And it's something that enhances their lives. Not something that makes life more difficult to live. I'm not saying ABDL is wrong for you if it makes life more difficult to live. But hopefully, hopefully you can find a way to allow it to make your life better and make life better for the people that are involved in yours. So before we go to a musical disinterlude, is there any other advice that you could give folks about age play and doing, doing that there mommy and baby thing?
1: Take your time. I know she just said about, you know, it's been three years and that i guess at some point that seems like a long time and sometimes it it's frustrating sometimes like even myself and i guess it's it's my own neediness that sometimes i feel like she should know by now but i guess i forget at times that that she never had this experience before and i need to be patient with her and yes. and sometimes i need to be patient <laughs> with myself as well and sometimes i need to open myself up to ask for what i What I want or to ask for what I need. And I think that everybody else should do that. It all comes down to being honest and to just honest and don't expect things. And the most important thing is if you're in a relationship, make the relationship first. Decide what your relationship is. Are you going to have what what Zorro said? Is it a dynamic relationship or is it just a dynamic? If you're going to have the relationship, they make the relationship first and the dynamic second, because otherwise it's just going to be a dynamic. We've built a life and we own a home and we, you know, we're driving decent cars and we both have jobs and bills are paid and, and our meals are made and we're fed and we and we have heat and we have two wonderful dogs and we have great friends and that's not about being ABDL. That's about us being a family and being in a relationship. The ABDL stuff is icing just the, the icing on the cake. Yep, absolutely. <laughs>
2: just one thing, being vulnerable. If you love the person that you're with and you're in that relationship, I mean, I was gonna say being honest, but also being vulnerable and not being afraid to be open with them and tell them what it is that you need, you mm-hmm. know, and maybe what you want they you know they may maybe they're not the same thing, and maybe today i I need this and want this or and tomorrow it might be something else, but you right. need to be able to communicate that, and you need to trust that person. And the other person needs to not be critical and not put the other person down, you know, and not make it that they have to be afraid to tell you right. what what it is. You know. You have trust is something that is earned. It's not something that necessarily just happens, especially if a person's been hurt before. Yeah. Make it a safe place that they can do that.
0: This is Wow. <laughs> that leads to the We'll call it the penultimate moment. We'll call it the penultimate question. But before we do that, we're going to give you one more little bit of music depreciation. Oh, there we go. And then actually, right after that, I guess we'll call it the main event. Okay, so Dobie Gray originally does drift away, and then it was redone by uh, it was Uncle Cracker. Yep, I believe. And then also I Dobie Gray. So we took drift away and turned it into here to stay. And uh, <laughs> well, what can I say? Do enjoy. Today I'm more at ease. Since I opened my heart to people the same I knew it was something so right for me And I'm feeling the game On an 8-play train Can't oh. the DL and add 8 so glad I found this community to dip away Give me the DL and add a So glad I found this community to dip away I think I'm here to stay
1: The community was here for me I hold my dip
0: and my beer up The world the outside, outside was vanilla, vanilla bean. bean I want sprinkles too With some chocolate syrup, oh Give me the DL and add Be So glad I found
3: this community To dip away Give, Give me a D-L-N-A-B. the DL and add so glad I found this community To dip away I think I'm here to stay
0: and With my heart so free You know a sweet story Flows through me When
1: I'm feeling blue Mommy's always
0: there to sue me. Yeah. Thanks for the love that you've given me. Love that you've given me. I want, I want you, you to know, know that, that you made, you made me strong. strong. You rocked and you rolled and your harmony. You helped me along. See
1: so if you song.
3: And add A, be so glad I found this community
0: To dip away
3: Give me the DL And add A, be so glad I found this community To dip away I think I'm here to stay Give me the DL And add A, be so glad I found this community to dip away. Yeah, dip away. Give me the T L and add a B.
0: So glad I
3: found this community D-B- to dip away. I think I'm giving the DL and add a B. So glad I found D-B- this community I wanna to dip, dip away.
0: you very much, Mario. You liked it that much, did you? Wonderful. That was Here to Stay, or our crazy rendition of the song Drift Away. Or dip Away. Or... Yeah, or Dip Away. or What is it? Maybe that's what it was called. I think it was Dip Away. It was Dip Away? Okay, Dip Away, Here to Stay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, rest <laughs> assured. Way. There you go. Rest assured there will be more. And actually, the recording of it here on this podcast, this is the first I believe anybody's heard it. But fear you not, it will be on some TeddyCon CD in the future. If you people still have the technology to play compact discs. Of course, when they first came out, I called them cassette destroyers because that's what they were. All that being said, we come now to the main event. And it's actually a very thought-provoking way to end all of this. It's actually a very touching way to take a lot of the things we've spoken about here and sort of tie them all together with a pretty little bow. Mrs. Bear, would you like to (laughs) To propose this final thought, and maybe it isn't something we can completely answer, or maybe we've hit the nail on the head right away. Who knows?
2: Well, it's something that I kind of struggle with a little bit. It's how do you keep things separate without having two lives, keeping them separate, your vanilla life and your kinky life, and how do you keep them separate without feeling like you're lying to people or having a secret life?
0: Yeah. That's a question I'm sure a bazillion and four people would love to hear the answer to. And a lot of folks can relate to it. Here you have a vanilla life. And then here you have a not-so-vanilla life. And, well, you're leading both. Or there are aspects of your life, let's say. But how do you go into uh, into the vanilla while not crinkling, let's say? (laughs) And how do you do those things without feeling like, okay, there's something I'm not bringing to the table? It has to do with balance, I think.
1: You're probably right. It is a balancing. And this is actually kind of, I guess for me, an interesting question for the fact that for a while there, I didn't hide it. And that was something I was talking about earlier, is that I didn't really separate the two. I made my life so that I didn't have to do that. And I didn't care. Consequences be what they are. I was at the point where it was either accept me or don't. Well, now that we've moved down the road a little bit from that, I have stepkids, grandchildren, people at the church, some people I work with. I don't know that I necessarily hide it, though, as much as I just don't share it.
0: That's another way of looking at it. So I'm not
1: lying to anybody. I just don't share the information. It's not that you're lying to anyone.
2: Well, one thing that I thought about was there are certain things in your life that are private. Yeah. You know, your sex life is private. You don't go sharing that with everybody. Well, and I well. sort of You, know, went,
0: <laughs> you knew okay. he was going to go there. Some
2: of us don't go sharing this <laughs> <it> with everyone. <laughs> Nicely done. But this is sort of one of those same things, I think. That's between a couple that is just privately yeah. theirs.
0: Yeah, I have a thought, and then I might want to take this question, and I'm going to delve into it in a little bit different direction, because it's a very good question to end on. The first thought I would have is the idea of not necessarily sharing everything, because we don't have to share everything, thank goodness. Okay, Okay. and there still aren't any thought police that I'm aware of, except you right now, Bear. I can read your mind. They are the
1: dream police. There you got it. (laughs)
0: They
1: live Uh, inside of your head.
0: For instance, my brother will every now and again just get crazy political. And well, I won't <laughs> alienate myself, but he he thinks one way and I think the other. And sometimes he'll just start spouting off and I don't need to listen to it. It doesn't mean that I'm going to have a problem with it. It doesn't mean like, my God, how dare you? There's that and then there's thrusting it in my face. And that might well be what we do if we must take all of this into our vanilla setting. It doesn't necessarily need to be something. Somebody they don't need to know. Yeah. I have relatives who know I write dirty stuff. It's why I like to use the term the 51st shade. They're like, what is it you write? I said, it's adult material. You know the movie Fifty Shades of Grey? They said, yes. I said, I write the 51st shade. Do you want to know anymore? (laughs) And every single one of them said no. And they get it. And I don't tell them. And the reason why I don't tell them is it really isn't any of their business unless I make it their business. What would you say to someone who feels that they are lying to themselves by not venturing into the vanilla and and, and then into the private? What could be said to someone who feels like they are lying to themselves?
2: I would say as long as you're being honest with yourself and as long as you're being honest with your partner, That's what the important thing is—the honesty between the two of you and yourself. You're not deceiving. You're not harming anyone else, because it's personal.
1: I guess as a, a kind of an example here, I didn't know you had a brother because that was part of your vanilla life. And sure, while we do have a vanilla relationship outside of the lifestyle, I like you know I would consider us friends regardless. Right. That's not something I knew. That's not something that you've ever shared. I don't need to ever share this. Nobody ever needs to share that. You're not lying to anyone. If you're at the point in your life, and I think that's the decision that I made, where I felt like I was living a lie and where I felt like I was hiding it and I couldn't hide it anymore, I made the decision to take that step and just come out to everybody. And if that's what you need to do, you need to also realize that there could be consequences involved. Yeah. Don't do it if you're going to hurt somebody or if you're going to hurt yourself. Don't do it. People don't need to know. Right. But if you feel like you can and it won't change your life, well, I can't even say won't change your life because it definitely will change your life. Sure. Um, but won't hurt harm your life or harm anyone else's life, then go ahead and be open and be honest and i'll tell you it's a great feeling mrs bear can't do that with her job they can't know you know about this they this is none of their business right um i'm not going to go to church on sunday and say <laughs> oh hey by the way i just peed you yeah. know sure <laughs> so, sorry don't sit near me something might smell funny <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah. right 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 um It's not really a lie as it is they don't need to know. know, If we had sex last night, I don't need to go tell them at church on Sunday, you know? (laughs) Right. It's
2: (laughs) confidential.
1: But if you feel like you're lying, you're not. It's that simple. And that's the advice I can give. And and for the whole, everything, for the whole lifestyle, the best advice that you can give somebody is do what's in your heart. And love yourself. And just be, yeah, be proud of who you are. Be happy with who you are. And accept yourself. Yep. And other people will accept you too. Yep. When I did come out to all my friends, not one of them turned their back on me. Every one of them still loves me to this day. And I still love each of them. Maybe a little more.
0: Wow. Yeah. What an absolutely perfect way to bring all of this to a close. We need to have part two of this. We really do.
1: (laughs) I think there's a lot more we could cover.
0: Oh my goodness, yes. And we'll have a whole bunch more songs because I know Mario the Poochie here just loved to listen to the songs. Mario's like, leave me alone. Leave me alone right now. (laughs) Thank you very much for having been on this episode. Thank you so much for being forthright and for being honest and, well, just for being who you guys are. An an absolutely wonderful example of how everything that we want, something that so many people dream about, you guys so effortlessly show
1: (laughs) (laughs) About effortless.
0: <laughs> well, I will tell you that. And it actually leads back to the idea of privacy from a public standpoint. It looks effortless. And the effortless part is the fact that the two of you obviously were meant for each other. And plus, it's really cool that you're okay with him peeing out of diapers. That always, <laughs> that always works out well. So <laughs> that being said, um, I guess we'll say on FetLife, what are your usernames? And even people want to call you or message you and say, hey. Well. Here we go. I am and
1: always have been A.B. Bear.
0: A.B. Bear. A.B. Bear. Okay, very
1: good. Now, I will say that there was another A.B. Bear out there somewhere.
0: A faux A.B. Bear. Yes,
1: there was at some point back in the day, but that's no longer the case. No
0: longer the or case. at least
1: not that I've seen. I am the one, the only, the A.B. Bear. A.B. <laughs> Bear. What is Mrs. Bear. Mrs. Mrs. underscore Bear. Bear.
0: Yeah. So it's M-R-S underscore bear. bear. Yeah. Or if you find A-B-Bear, I would assume oh it says God. it on the... You look.
1: Yeah. It would be mommy.
0: Yeah, that would be, that would be the mommy. That works well. Well, to one and all, thank you for listening to the seventh episode of the Zoro Daddy one-on-one podcast. Forty Niners. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I will let anybody on this show, <laughs> including a 49ers fan. That's for sure. But I always like to end these episodes with a little something sweet to say and that little something sweet sounds a little something like this. There are always dreams to be dreamt, fairy tales to be told, happily ever afters to be pursued, memories to be made, that constant yearning to find completion, the greatest passion yet to be found, that deepest love yet to be discovered that perfect story to be written and the opportunity awaiting to feel it all again and again until next time blessings to you all take care